Double Dribble Podcast brought to you by the DS Walk Show and Deep Voice Radio is coming at you in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. All right. Welcome to the Double Drill Podcast. I'm your host, DS Walk. And today's show is a special show and it's dear to me because I get to talk about something that I love more than my family, more than myself. <laughs> and that's my hometown of Detroit, Michigan. And the reason I love about talking about Detroit, Michigan, because we are more than just about auto industry. When everybody thinks of Detroit, they always think about the negative about it. You know, the poverty, the people, you know, some people quote, unquote, call it a shithole. But that's not Detroit. That's not what we're about. Detroit is always about the first. And we always set the standard. You know, we can go back in time where Motown was the spot to be. Motown Records, Aretha Franklin, The Commodore, The Temptations, Barry Gordy, Stevie Wonder. But what if I told you that we have someone who took Detroit music industry, just hip hop itself to another level? What if I told you the one guy who created Neo Soul is from Detroit? What if I told you one of the best producers in the game at that time, and honestly, God rest his soul, he's not here anymore, but what if I tell you that his impact is still felt today, 15 years later in the game? What if I told you this guy grew up just like you and me in the same hood? What if Facts. I told you, what if I told you this guy he blends in, you won't even know about? Him? Facts. The guy I'm talking about is Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla, if you guys heard of Slum Village, that was that guy. For sure. Right, beats, everything. And at that time when he was around, a lot of people showed him love, but they didn't show him the correct love. The reason why I say that is because when we think of Detroit on the hip hop scene, on the music scene, who we think of? Once upon a time, it was Kerry Rock. Another time right now is, is Eminem and D12 and Royce Five Nine. And with all due respect, all those guys are good artists. They represent Detroit right. But what if I say this guy is Detroit, grew up in the same raggedy streets, but he made a difference. Not saying those guys didn't, but this guy made an impact further, further along the way, even after his time, after his death, tragically from lupus. God rest his soul, Jay Dilla, my heart and prayers go out to his family. And I, I'm one of those guys that wish he was still here because if he was still here, there's no telling how his fame would rise. But the one thing that he probably will be is humble. And the one thing he will be is still a down-to-earth guy. So on today's interview, I'm interviewing a man who's been around with him from day one, who's been around his videos and seen his day-to-day operation who basically seen everything, who knows them in and out. And that guy, you know, listen, I'm biased. Some people call him David. Some people call him Dane. Some people call him OG. I'll call him my cousin because he is my family. But 
he's my family who I respect his knowledge of hip hop because without him, I probably wouldn't know what hip hop means. But like I said, I love sports, but my first love always been music because I grew up with music first. Right. right. So with me today is my cousin with all the swag in the world. My cousin, Dane. Dane. Cousin, man. First off, thank you for joining me, man. Thank you for contacting me about this, man, because I know when we talk over the weekend, you had hit me up like, cuz, man, I got, I want to talk about Jay Dilly because, you know, he's getting a lot of love from people, some people outside the city and some of the artists he worked with. And he's getting a lot of love from people in the, in the hip hop scene in the city, but they don't know who he really is. Yeah, yeah, like, 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 um, you know, we touched on, we talked about this a long time. We, I've been telling you about Dilla for, you know, since, since we was kids, since we, you know, since we was 20, 21, 22. So like, you know, you know, re really, you know, first off, shout out my dupes. That's his mom, the yeah. OJ Dilla Foundation. Shout out Frank and Dank. Frank was his right-hand man. Dilla, Dank was his right-hand man. I mean, let me clarify that. Frank was his right-hand man. Dank was his left-hand man. So right. that, you know, that, so that's, that's, that's first and foremost. They're my guys. They're my brothers. I love them. Uh, we was all together. You know what I'm saying? So, but my, uh, you know, really just talking about Dylan and some of the stuff I'm, I said, people know this already. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, so just, just, just the recent, uh, let me see, Eminem put him in the verse. You know what I mean? Which, which shout out Eminem for that. Uh, but, you know, as far as Detroit, Detroit hip hop, Dylan the King, not, Nobody else, you know what I mean? Shout out those guys, shout out each and every one of them. They definitely put an imprint on the city. I like how Trick Trick patrolled the city. I like how uh, Roy Spit, Roy, Roy, to me, the best rapper ever in Detroit. Uh, but they not Dilla, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, M, M worldwide, but he not Dilla. Uh, your, fa your favorite producer's favorite producer is Dilla. So the one thing so, I, want, I want to ask you some questions, man. So. First off, I want to ask you, man. So during those times, early on when he was making his name, making his uh his beats and trying to get himself out here, what was his work? What was his work? What was it like? Because I read a lot of comments from the artists he worked with, from Common, Kanye, Peanut Butter Wolf, um, Questlove, The Roots. They all say the exact same thing. Either they love his work ethic because he worked hard. And then another thing I read was that they all think he was a musical genius because he will come up with stuff. Like, for example, I think it was uh, Mad Lib when he said uh, that he followed Dilla, his whole routine, and then he'd pick an album, go to the st record store for a couple hours, pick an album, and then in 10 minutes, he got that beat. So, was so it like, truly like that? Back, was it truly like that? Okay, so, so real talk, let me go back a little bit. But on that subject, Dilly used to go to a record store in Grasher. See, uh, Grasher, like Roseville. It's a big record store. Dilly went there every day. Dilly was a studio rat. I've been to him with this, to this record store many times. He's not going to the hip-hop section to pick out no records. He's picking out some shit that we don't know nothing about. Nothing. So he's finna come up with some crazy shit. But his, his whole work ethic is definitely true. He stayed in the studio. He had a studio built in both his houses, all three of his houses. Um... The house of my dupes. He had a studio. He had a, he had a studio built out in the joint in Huntington. He had a studio built out in the big joint. Um, 
So I went to all those studios. I seen him in work. I seen him working constantly. Dilla was my friend. We didn't do music. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We from the same neighborhood, from the same, you know what I mean? We hung out. The block was our set. You know what I mean? Like as young men, 20, 21, Dilla a couple years older than me. You know what I mean? So as young men, 21, 22, 23, you know, 24, 20, we, we ran, you know what I mean? The city, that was our hood. You know what I mean? So we, um, we ran, you know, Dilla was, we protected Dilla, meaning we loved him. So all that, you know, we wanted to make sure that whatever happened, Dilla was going to be Gucci. You know what I'm saying? So Dilla was, his, his studio, his work ethic matched by none. I can tell you 50 different mean stories, you know what I'm saying? But when they say that, that's honestly true. Um, the, the dude to be in the studio 10, 12 hours, they come out, call us like, yo, where you at? Uh, da, 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 da. If, I'm, if I went in the studio with him, he'll pull up on the block. We going to the titty bar. You understand what I'm saying? So he, that's all he did. And that was real shit. Like we didn't go to no strip clubs. I mean, we went to the titty bar. So um, that's all he did all day long. He went to the studio and, um, you know, he went to the studio and he went to the titty bar. So yeah, sure. it's inspiration off that, just being in the studio. He was a, <clears throat> a lot of those beats he would make for people because I would, we'd be riding around listening and, listen to him in, in his, his truck or our cars. You know what I'm saying? We listen to the beats before they even come on the street just off his work. And it's just bang. It bangs your system. So, you know what I'm saying? Dilla was a, Dilla was a, he taught me about music. I didn't, I didn't really know about music at all. I, I, I Now I'm a hip hop guy. So obviously, you know, that I, re, I you know what I mean? Me and your brother raised you on hip hop. So we hip hop people without a doubt. But I'm saying like the intricates, the, the beat patterns, the drums, the listening for the, the original record, not the hip hop record. So Dilla so, was. Yeah, so the one thing that I'm glad you said was that he didn't, he was with his friends all the time. The one thing about a lot of Detroit people is that we don't run in gangs and like that. Uh, we grew up our gangs with our family, but yeah. that, you know, but he had a family. He had his family, he has his work family, and then he has his family, his friends that he hang out with. Just, yeah, to so, kill, just to like blow some steam up and have some fun. And that's the part where I think like a lot of us don't know about Dilla. And he because... was a regular Detroit guy, Cartier's. He had a crew. We was a crew. Right. So we would, the, you'll see him with his crew. You want to see, you know what I'm saying? You'll see him with, when, when it's time to do work, he'll be with his group, he'll be with everybody else. But when you see him on a daily basis, you ask any of these guys, these, these producer guys that I met, you know, they know me. Um, he be with us, you know what I'm saying? We don't, we, we don't, we, that's, we, we, we really just riding around getting girls, um, you know, making moves. We, yeah, yeah we, we young. So, you know, you know, so at the time, Dilla, Dilla was with his crew, bro. Everybody, you know, everybody tell you, like you said, say you, everybody, you know what I'm saying? Everybody know, you know what yeah. I mean? They, yeah, so, the, so it's like authentic. And I never, mm-hmm. like I said, me, me speaking on Dilla is not, uh, I never do it because, like I said, that was my guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. I let Frank, I let Dank do it. I let my dudes respectfully. I let all of them do it because that's what they supposed to do. Right. But at the same time, he was my guy. They know that. Uh, everybody know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's people that he touched that people don't know. And like I said, you you know some of the some of the producer guys, rap guys, they know they they. I'm, um, my person, you know how my personality is, so they know they're like, oh, that's Dilla man. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to touch on that. But the one yeah. thing that I want to say, though, man, is that we got a lot of friends who say they're going to do this and that. It's 100%. Facts. We, man, I'm, I'm going to take you out of here. 
we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then a lot of times they be like, man, you ain't going to do that, man. Oh, no, nah, man, you ain't going to take me here all that. Man. I told you, I tell you what, man, I checked out the video. It was my first time actually paying attention to it, raise it up and climax. Then I'm paying that like, that's my cousin right there. And then, yeah. and then I, I'm telling my wife, she's like, where? And then when, you, when I when I see you come down the stairs, you sitting right behind him. And then when I seen you, man, um, on the street, he was talking to the girl. And I'm like, yep, that's my cousin. That's exactly what he does. And I'm like, but you know, what touched me about that is that it, it wasn't just about you was there, cuz. It was about how he actually said what he was going to do. He did it. It was kind of like, yo, I got to have my friends with me because I feel comfortable in my elements. So, man, I so tell me, man, what was that experience like, man, being in the man, videos? We went out to Cali for seven days in a row. My first time I ever been to Cali, you know, seven days in a row. We, it was crazy. Like, like everything you can imagine. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? So, so hip, the whole hype to the video, you know, when they, when they first got the, the call, like, yo, he finna shoot some videos. He's like, shit, we going to Cali, the whole crew. So we like, oh, yeah, bad. Let's you know, we, we gone. So really, it was supposed to be just him and Frank and Dank because Frank and Dank is his group. Right. But there again, we as crew. So he like, I'm taking my man's them with me because that's <laughs> that's what we do. So, you know, going out to Cali, man, I, to be honest with you, because I didn't know how big, star, big of a star dealer was till I got to California. They had a show. Slum Village had a show, I believe, with the Alcoholics, a couple other groups. Um, and when, we was late getting there. We had guys to playing late. Me, Dilla, Frank and Dank. So we rushed straight from the airport straight to the show. Mm -hmm. 20,000 people front to back going crazy, all screaming, JD, JD. Here again, the birth of Dilla wasn't even born at that point. Right. He was Dilla to us, but he was, he was you know what I mean, JD, Slum Village and them. So I didn't know how, I didn't know personally. Now, this I just spent every day with the guy. You know, I knew how big he was in the music industry because that's how he made his money. But what I'm saying is how big of a star the world seen him. My right. friend, you get what I'm saying? So. That fuck, that that really fucked me up. That really had me going, like you know what I mean. So now we like you know. So so at that point it's like you know I got that's my he really getting protected now because Dilla was you know what I'm saying he all the stuff he didn't have to, he didn't have to do for me he didn't have to, he didn't have to show me that he didn't have to he didn't have to you know what I mean he they didn't have to share that with me you know what I'm saying so shout out him shout out Frank and Dank uh, like I said he Dilla when he said like you said people said they gonna do stuff he actually did. He told us about the deal. He told us what we was going to do. He, everything bro said, he did. He was humble because, and at the time, I don't know if you remember at the time, we was doing all right in the street. So he, yeah. with that, even with that being said, he wouldn't let me spend none of my money. You get what I'm saying? He yeah. he he had it. So he he was one of the guys, he was like, we, 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 you ain't going to be doing that. We ain't going to be doing that. We finna be doing this. So he just... You know, that whole California video, the first couple, two, three videos was was crazy. Like the who's a who of rap was in there. Um, that's when I first met Quest Love. Um, and I met him several times after. But Quest, um, but there's a lot of people there, man. Simeon Rice, it was a lot of like Oakland rappers came down there to see Dilla. They want they they you know what I mean like when I on that Cali trip, I seen Will I Am come up to him humbly, like, yo, you the man. Now, Will I am one as big as he was then. Now, you know what I mean? But he knew Cake Boy, you know what I mean? So, yeah, he, I read some quotes. He was special. He, 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 bro, when I, tell you, when I tell you he was special, you know what I mean? As like I said, you know, I 
stories I've told you over the years, but a lot of people don't understand. Dylan was a was a regular Detroit hood guy with a genius talent, an amazing work ethic, but he was humble and like when when you, when somebody say you that's your homeboy, that's my homeboy. Dylan blew up. I'm his homeboy still. Like yo, <laughs> so Dylan was the truth, bro. You know what I mean, like I said, yeah, man. Like I'm gonna read a couple quotes here, man. Uh, uh, Fife Dog. Uh, he recalled Jay Dill's unique work ethic from time. He was like, yo, my man would get up, go to the record store, be there for two hours. And he would sample old school music and make him beat for in 10 minutes. Uh, Quest Love expresses uh, admiration for Dill's musical prowess, his authentic producing style, and his programming. He felt like, man, this dude like A, B, C, and D, and he got everything down. Uh, the best one I heard, well, I'm coming back to that, but one of the things I heard, one of the best things was by Kanye. And Kanye today even said he makes work worthy of approval from Dilla. If it, Dilla don't approve of it, I'm scrapping it, I'm redoing it. Man, listen, listen to me. Bro, bro, listen to me. Young Kanye. Frank, Frank watching this, Frank see this, he, he can attest to it. He was at Frank Crib, Dilla mm-hmm. bring him to the hood. <laughs> so there again, now you gotta understand, we hood guys, like, you know, you know what I mean? So we probably were scary to them a little bit, but he brought, he brought Kanye to the to Frank house, you know what I mean? Like I said, so that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he you know, brought to the house. Yeah, for sure, he, like I said, he, he, you know what I mean? Cuz brought Erica Badu to the block, bro, and that's any everybody who know this can tell us to a T. It was on Mother's Day, bro. My mama came on the porch. Dank mama came on the porch. Dilla brought her to the block on Mother's Day, bro, in a Range Rover, my nigga. So Dilla was the truth, homie. He was he he was he would make people work come to Detroit to work because he was comfortable. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, even those people would see him with his friends. You get you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he was he was one he's one of those guys. He, you know, he his mom had his mom used to have daycare on seven months. And, you know, he had a routine. We'd be riding out. We might stop up there, check on them. We might, just, you know what I mean? He, that, that's just who he was. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Dilla, and that's Dilla. one of those things where, like, you don't hear artists or producers having artists, big time artists, come down to the hood. Hey, yo, you want to come work with me? Y'all come to the hood. We're going to do this, but you're going to be around my people. Man. And, like I said, some of his closest friends, man, like from when I, when I was there a lot with him, Quest Love. He loved Quest. Common, he loved Common. Buster, he loved Buster. I've been in Chocolate City with Buster. I've been in Chocolate City with Red Man. I've been in Chocolate City with Black Thought. You know what I'm saying? So these guys really, the first time I heard the term King of the Beast came from one of those guys. I didn't, we didn't call him the King of the Beast. We called him Dilla, yeah. Cake Boy. We didn't call him King of the Beast. You know what I'm saying? So the first time we heard that as his homeboys, they called, these beat guys called him the King of the Beast. Hey. I want you to go into more details with Common because Common, uh, everybody here other than Kanye, gave him mad love, respect. In fact, yeah, I read something nice. that says, you know, when Dilla was in a wheelchair towards the end of his, you know, when he's getting ready to pass along, that Common lived with him. They were roommates. Common yeah. lived with him. For sure. So, man, I want you to uh, expand on his. Well, well I can tell you, like, like his first, my, my first time meeting Common when he did, like, what if chocolate? 
You know what I mean? Right. That whole classic album. Dilla produced probably like six, seven, eight songs on it. So Tom was in the city all the time. And, you know, Dilla, Dilla was a humble guy. So if we out in the crowd or something, Dilla ain't going to talk to y'all. He's going to talk to his friends. So when I see him, like, talking to Common constantly and Quest Love constantly, he loved the Common. You get what I'm saying? So Common was his guy. You know what I mean? I think he did Common best work today. Common still don't, still don't have nothing that top that. And, you know, and Common is a dope MC. But I think he, the way he worked with Dilla, and like I said, they, they became friends. I told you, because Dilla, I've been around him with these people, and he's not friends with all of them. You know what I mean? Like I said, and, and he, you could tell I was this guy. He, like he, like I said, he loved Con. Con was, like you said, at one point, Con was at the crib with him. So, you know what I mean? When, when he lived in L.A., I think Con stayed with him, too. So, like I said, uh, when, Dilla got, when Dilla got sick, he moved to L.A. for a little while. But... Um, yeah, that was that, when he when he talked that, I stamped it because I was there. You know, what I mean, I know that Common really fucked with the homie. I know that that was his homeboy. I know, like I said, I was there. I seen. I could. I got five hands, five fingers. I've been around Common more than that. Uh, you know what I mean? So Common was a guy. He, he so, dope. So tell me, uh, man, uh, Detroit aspect. You know, with Royce the Five Nine, Eminem, Proof. Uh, Big Sean, tell me how all, the, all they fit in with this whole thing, man. Because yeah, like, so like, so like, Dylan was like they big, like the big homie to all of them. You get what I'm saying? Like, like there've been times, man. Royce to find out I've been in the back of Dylan Rover. Um, Proof was our homeboy, so Proof in the hood all the time. You understand what I'm saying? So how they fit in is they like, like I said, little students of him. Um, you know, you can even go to the trick tricks and in, in, in the in the street lords. He he had means when he did the album Welcome to Detroit, he was gonna put street lords and setup boys on the track, but they was beefing, so it was tough. So we was trying to negotiate that, you know what I mean? Because we hood, so we trying, but it was so tough to get him in the same spot. They, it was crazy beef at the time. But when he did the album Welcome to Detroit, he he was reaching out to street lords and setup boys to get him on the album. You get what I'm saying? So he was. He, when it comes to Detroit hip hop, they all, they all kind of know, they all know that he was like the big homie and, you know what I mean? Like he, he probably was the first one with a deal, I'm sure. You get what I'm saying? Like he, 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 production deal for sure. And, and probably maybe record deal too. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, um, you but, tell me about uh, McNasty record. Yeah, yeah, like, so McNasty, MCA, I believe MCA gave him a deal. I don't know if I think it was 10 to 20 million. I don't know what it was to be honest with you, but he, they gave him his own label. And when he, when he got the label, he, he was excited. He had a meeting. He had a strip for, for about six months. They only roll limos every day. He had all the nice cars. He only roll limos. <laughs> so this, this particular night, wintertime. So they call us, like, what up? Make sure y'all be on the block, blah, 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 because Dilla coming through. Da, da, da. So we get, you know, we about to go out like we usually do. You know, Dilla happy though this time. So he, he like, turn the music down. You know, he's like, yo, I just got nasty records. Da, 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 da. He was so excited. You know what I mean? He was going to be able to touch people's lives and change their lives. And, Telling everybody to keep their head up and stay out of trouble, and you know what we was getting to. So he 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 was so excited about the nasty record label, man. He was so excited. We we had parties when he, after he got the deal. We we went on party for the McNasty launch. So we we went to the titty bars to the club. We all 20, 30 deep screaming McNasty. So so it was it was that type of deal. You know what I'm saying? Like and it was at the time I believe I think the same time Shady them got their deal. So it was. It was it was that time, you know what I mean? It's right. crazy. This is uh, the Double Drill Podcast with DS Walk, uh, brought to you by Divorce Radio. I'm here with uh, Dame Jefferson, aka my cousin, aka everybody's friend. Um, also, 
I want to talk about how why is it now that everybody is showing Dylan more love compared to when he was around, as far as like we know everybody he had worked with showing a lot of love, but now you know everybody in the industry now are showing a lot more love where he should have got that love early on. Why is that in your opinion? Um, really, to be honest, in my opinion, to be honest with you, um, first off, Dylan didn't, did, he didn't care that much. He cared, but he didn't care that much where he had to work with these people. But mm-hmm. Dilla Beats is hard to rhyme to. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of the rappers cannot rhyme to Dilla Beats. So I think, especially back then with the whole Neo Soul movement, a lot of people, yeah. you know what I mean, they, they, a lot of people weren't going, you know what I mean? A lot of, and then, you know what I mean? The beats were more edgy. They weren't so complicated as he had. So a lot of people weren't trying to rhyme over no bit. They couldn't. They couldn't match it. They couldn't, you know what I mean? So that's my opinion on it. You know what I mean? You had guys like, I think Royce has done songs with him back then. I know Royce has done songs with him. I know the skill for MCs, they can get on there and go with it. But for the most part, most people, they probably couldn't get on the Dilla track and rap it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I had listened to, yeah, I remember he, had, he, uh, he did a song. He produced it as a beast for D'Angelo. And, and like you said, Erica Badu. But then in particular, so I forgot, I think it was so far. And the beat, man, it was just so smooth and laid back. I mean, I had read a comment. I think it was from, um, uh, I think it was Q-Tip. It was one of them. And they was like, yo, my man could be like, because of his beats, he could be one, one of the best jazz musician producers ever. Because that, oh. that Neo Soul beat he did, man, it was so smooth. I kind of like, damn, man. You know, I can listen yeah, to he, all he, day. He got he got a Grammy for Erica Badu, bro. Like he um, without him, I don't think there would have been a neo soul movement. To be honest, that's just, that's my my opinion. You know what I mean? But without him, I don't think there would been a neo soul movement because he was so ingrained in it. And then all of those artists you just mentioned, he had all of them in Detroit, bro. You understand what I'm saying? He had all of them in Detroit. I remember Frank picking several artists stuff. I can remember Dank. You know what I mean? I could I could just remember. All those people come to the city, and he wouldn't announce it like it wasn't a big deal to him. He would just pull up with them. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, Dylan wasn't no guy who um he wasn't bragging or talking. Mm-hmm. That one, that one, that one. I think that's what he had. I think you know what I mean. He, we talked. For, we we did a lot of talking for him. We but, but you know what I mean. But he was humble, 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 humble. But all those same people that you mentioned, they was in the city with. Him. All of them, D'Angelo, Erica Badu. Um, I remember Kwali being in the city with more than one time. I remember a lot of these guys being in the city with more than one time. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, man. It, it seems like, you know, with Dilla, like I try to um, think for myself, it's like everybody appreciate his work, but I think more people appreciate his friendship more than anything. But also a lot of people, and you said it, Appreciate his humbleness because, like you know, a lot of people ain't humble out here. You know, a lot of people like when they get a bed, it is good. You know, they worry about themselves. They ain't worried about anything else. He was humble, and he showed it, and a lot of people appreciate that. It's like you know, with a lot of artists, man, you always hear the negativity. You don't not hear that one bit by Jay Dillon. That's what I appreciate more than almost more than anything. Man, listen, listen, listen. He's so humble. Like I said. That's why we took it so egregious if you would try to disrespect him or something. You get what I'm saying? Which 99% of the time it didn't happen. You know, it might happen once or twice. But what I'm saying is we took that egregiously. Like, we would 
we would kill you, bro. You get what I'm saying? Cause he was so, he was so humble. He, he was humble like you. you get, he was just a cool cat. Like he, he, you'll see him laughing with us, but you wouldn't see him laughing. You know what I mean? You wouldn't see him just laughing on TP. That wasn't, you know what I mean? He was so humble. He just cool. It's cool. Cool guy, fly guy. You know what I mean? Like one of the flies dudes, you know what I mean? Just fly, just humble, just cool. Like what up? He, he, you know what I mean? Dilla put a smile on your face just because he's so, you know what I mean? Ain't nothing, he, he like, so let's, you know what I mean? He was just one of those guys, man. Like I said, when he's in the zone, he, you could tell when he in the zone, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to work. He'll tell you, like, I'm going to go to work. He might go to work two days. He might be in the studio two, three days straight. For real. But when he come out the studio, <laughs> we finna go tear the burn out for sure. Right. For sure. For sure. Right. And, yeah. and also, I want your opinion on this one too, uh, David, is that I know the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I know the impact that he made on Detroit hip hop because when we when you think about Detroit, when you think about the hip hop of Detroit, it's like a lot of people sleep on it, sleep on it because it's like, man, nah, nah, man, that's that's all R and B. But then when you hear a lot of the hip hop, we just went down all the names, man. So, what do you think, in your opinion, his lasting legacy is going to be on hip hop industry, the hip hop in Detroit? What do you think? Okay, like I yeah, let, let me speak on Detroit because. Worldwide, like I said, a lot of times that's 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 above my pay grade. But uh, Detroit hip hop, like I say, he, he he was the king. He was the first one. He was the one that showed them the way. He was the one to show them that they could be there. He was the first guy to put a light on Detroit hip hop. He was the one. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm a hood guy. So I love my Detroit artists. I'm a I'm a I I love Cheddar Boys. I love Rock Bottom. I love you know, I'm street lords. I love, you know what I mean? Peasy, payroll, you know what I mean? These are my, these are my people, you know what I mean? So Dillard was, he was the first, he, with, with, with the street guys in Detroit, they was awesome for the city, but what Dillard did for the city was bring the spotlight to the entire city. You understand what I'm saying? Now, that's not to take nothing away from Eminem, but like I said here again, Dillard did it first. Right. No question. Yeah, no that's one thing everybody always going to recognize, who's the first to do it. They don't recognize sure. second or third. They get recognition, but it's all about who did it first. And For when sure. they did it first, it's the ones who get all the credit, get all the love and support. I uh, promise you, he he brought him he brought the stars to the city. He 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 brought he brought the. I've told you stories that I can't say on here. That's right. He, <laughs> he, he's brought the stars. He's brought the stars to the city because, like I said, he he was just he he was a special guy and he was so humble and so real. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times they they's like, damn, I gotta go to Detroit. He like, yeah. <laughs> but when you get here, he's gonna make sure he's protected. We're gonna have a good time, the whole nine yards. You know what I mean? So Dilla was he Detroit, he, he everywhere he go, he got a Detroit hat on. Look on every every everything. He had, he was Detroit. All right. All right, man. We're gonna wrap this up, but before I get back to you on the wrap up, I want to say something personally. It is that. My message to all the hip hop artists in Detroit, uh, whether you out here or you not, or you want to come up or you made it big, all I ask, man, is continue to make those good hits, continue to make Detroit proud, continue to put us on the map because, you know, no matter what people say, we need to be the first. Yeah. Right? Detroit. Legacy that we got to live up to because back in those days, Everybody's coming here because they want to work with Detroit artists. 
If you don't believe me, Rita Franklin, Stevie Wonder, all of them were here. The Temptation, the Commodore, they were all here. Everybody wanted to come to Detroit and work with them. And they left a legacy that Jay Dilla took upon himself and he brought artists here to work with him. Keep yeah. that going because, because we we deserve that, we earned that respect. Yeah, and, you know, really, I'm gonna tell really, Detroit is the best, worst place in the world. I'm gonna say it again. It's the best, worst place in the world. You understand what I'm saying? And I, people that know, they know. People that don't, you probably should come. But it's the best, worst place in the whole entire world. And I've been around, I've been a lot of places. Yeah, so yeah, we all have been, man. Right. Well, like I tell everybody, no matter where I go, no matter where I live, no matter what I see, ain't nothing like, like Detroit because it, the one thing I can say about Detroit, and I try to tell everybody, Detroit people and the city, we sniff out fakeness. We sniff out non-real people. If you one of those people, and you don't need to come to the city because you're not going to make it too long. Man, I, can't almost... on, I can't speak on other cities. I can't speak on California. I can't speak on Houston. I can't speak on Chicago. You know, we, I love going to Chicago. Shout out to everyone in Chicago, family and all that. But uh, when you come to Detroit, man, we sniff it out. You got to think about it like this, cuz. It's Detroit is 17,000 blocks connected to each other. I'm going to say it again. 17,000 blocks connected to each other. Nowhere else in the world. Maybe California, but not even there because they're so spread out. Nobody else is connected next to each other like Detroit. So that's why it makes us the, the best, worst place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though? The one thing we do get in all these other spots, man, we get a lot of respect and a lot of love. Because yeah, when, they, so, when, he, when they find out where you from, I'm from Detroit. Oh, man, I promise you, dog. You so, know what I'm saying? That's all day, every day. But we're going to uh, wrap this up, man. And, Damon, I love you because I appreciate you coming on and uh, telling everybody about Jay Dilla. Uh, big shout out to Mom Dukes because I read what she said. was the first thing she get up in the morning. She listened to Jay, to Jay Dilla, her son. And every day for the rest of her life, she's going to honor him, represent him the right way. And I know she got doing foundations. She's doing good in the neighborhood, man. And I kind of feel that we all should, should take this time, man, and even after this time, to uplift and do what Jay Dilla did, man, working our communities and doing stuff to help out the city. Because man, like I, I, appreciate, I love you, cousin. I appreciate it. And, and, and really, I just want to tell my dupes, she know I love her. Um, Frank and Dank, my guys. Jay Dilla, the big homie. Um, everybody. Go listen to Welcome to Detroit. Go listen to Fantastic uh, Fantastic Voyage Volume Two and One. Go listen. Do the research. Listen to him on a, on a record with Corrupt. Listen to him on a record with Common. Listen to him on a rep, and he he smashed it. He, uh, he was he was there he was there before my name is. So here again, shout out him. Shout out everybody. Uh, but the King of Detroit, Jake Dilla, the big homie. Um, yes, I go. All right, man. Thanks a lot. And this has been the Double Drill Podcast brought to you by Deep Force Radio. And uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Uh, we out. Peace and love, Detroit, always.
Thank you for listening to the Double D Podcast, a.k.a. the Double Dribble Podcast, brought to you by the DL's Walk Show and The Voice Radio. You can listen to me on Anchor or on Spotify, and you can follow me on Twitter.